Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is an honor to have each and every one of you in the audience today. A little politics, well, actually a lot of politics, all politics, with your coffee as you're waking up this morning, friends. Uh, by the way, I had a just a little update for you. I had a uh, texting conversation with Dr. Douglas Frank, and uh, he spent some time yesterday, apparently, according to what he texted me, with 45 and Mike Lindell. Can you imagine how that would have went? He is talking with Mike Lindell, Dr. Frank, about joining us on September 3rd at the Gathering of the Eagles. I know that's Labor Day weekend, folks, but it was the only time we could get him. So we're going to hold the Gathering of the Eagles. And it's going to be focused on two things, voter integrity and how what training about how we can ensure voter integrity here in Oregon. Maybe we'll have a federal lawsuit by then. At any rate, uh, Mike Lindell is considering joining us. Lots of other things to talk about today, including, as you know, you, you hear me say regularly, the battle is in the schools. And it is, folks. It's absolutely in the schools. Joining us today at the bottom of the hour is going to be Jenny McGuire, who spent 20 years at Salem-Kaiser School District. She's been very, and she resigned, she has been very involved in pushing back on the leftist woke policies at SKSD. We're going to talk with her about this. She was, she's been on Channel 12, Channel 8, regarding violence, regarding violence. She is the communications director of Salem-Kaiser We Stand Together, which is a group of current and ex-Salem-Kaiser public school educators, parents, and concerned community members. We're going to talk with her. This is an opportunity for you to get involved, for you to make a difference and change in your world. If you don't like what's going on at Salem-Kaiser School District, this is a one of the ways you can get involved and to change it. We're going to talk with her then. Joe Biden's approval rating keeps going down. There's two stories about this, one in Breitbart.news. It's a poll. It's a Reuters this post opinion poll released yesterday, showing his public approval rating fell for the fourth straight week down to 36%. That's its lowest level seen in late May. This is a big deal. And of course, you got to love how Biden said the other day, we need more money. I said it yesterday for the second pandemic. 
you can see what they're striving for, can't you? The Gateway Pundit, by the way, has another story about his approval rating. Um, this is the new civics poll. His approval rating is down to 32%. It says everything to do with what's going to happen here in Oregon and frankly, across the nation. This is the opportunity, by the way. Again, I'm going to go back to our interview that we're going to have with Jenny McGuire. 20 years at Salem-Kaiser School District as a behavior specialist. Everything to do with your opportunity to help conservatives get elected to school boards. To be persuasive in conversations with those people in your world that are persuadable. Some other headlines that we'll get to. um, A rare admission from Kate Brown about what the impact of a state suspension of the gas tax might be. She, uh, Channel, uh, Como News out of C- uh, Seattle actually asked Brown and Jay Inslee, governor of Washington, uh, what the impact of suspending the, uh, if they would be willing to sign on to, as Biden did yesterday, to uh, sign on to a gas tax holiday. Well, both Inslee and Brown said, no, we're not going to do that. In a rare moment of honesty from Kate Brown. She said, Kate Brown understands, or Governor Brown understands the impact the rising cost of gas is having on working families and businesses alike. Yes, you do. But not in the way you're trying to portray it, Kate. Oh, you understand it. It's all part of your green, new Green Deal agenda plan. It's all part of your plan to remove all carbon from the atmosphere, thus creating, and I do mean all, folks, to them, carbon is evil. Yes, they really do want that. They, of course, have no ability to understand in their very limited thinking, deceived as they are, that carbon is a necessary building block of life. That carbon is necessary for plants to grow well. That feed people. Of course, these same people believe there's too many people on the face of the earth. But anyway, that, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, Kate understands the impact and she's happy about it, folks. Now, the rare admission of honesty on Kate's part comes in the next sentence. She says, however, with gas prices having jumped by several dollars per gallon over the last several months, it's unlikely that Oregonians would see significant savings at the pump under this latest proposal. Now, what does she say and say it instead? No, instead, we're going to make investments such as giving $600 direct payments that are going out to approximately 240,000 working families this week and a $400 million investment we're making in housing and the $100 million investment we're making in childcare. Notice how all of this short-term spending is being redefined as investment. So how is it an investment to just give money 
to somebody to deal with your bad policies, Kate. With Oregon's never-ending march upward in terms of new legislative laws that you have signed into law or your new executive orders that are unconstitutionally giving state agencies the power to raise all of our energy costs, not just gas. How is giving $600 million or $600 to these 240,000 families, that's House Bill 4157, how is that a, an investment? It ain't, folks. And everybody knows it. Because it's going to be spent by those families. An investment is something that you're seeking a return on that has a long-term implication, does it not? The $400 million investment in housing. Subsidies that, again, are here and gone. Boom. And a $100 million investment we're making in child care. Again, a subsidy that is here and it's gone. Does it help for the short term? A little bit. What's? But it's not an investment, is it? This, again, is a point you can make in persuasive Persuasive, rather, not persuasive, but persuasive conversation with people in your world that are persuadable. By the way, the big reason is that they don't want this. The real reason, folks, look, Kate Brown and Jay Inslee are happy that gas prices are as high as they are, just like Joe Biden. Yes, they know that it may cause them some temporary pain at the pump. Politically, they may lose big this fall. That's okay. It's okay to them. Because they know in the end, it's the policies that get put in place. It's the effect of forcing people to drive less, to go to electric vehicles. It's the effect of all of that that they're after. Because remember, carbon is evil to them. They are happy and as giddy as can be. Remember years ago, 10, maybe 15 years ago, Al Gore wanted $8 a gallon gasoline back then. You see, they want to destroy the economy to save the earth. That's okay to them. Anyway, they're both saying no. Oh, and they also admit that suspending the federal and state gas taxes would hurt critical transportation projects funded by the Highway Trust Fund, namely a new I-5 bridge with light rail going over to Clark County that Clark County doesn't want, that Vancouver has never wanted and still don't. Oh, and those tolls, too. They wouldn't want to stop that, now, would they? Of course not. There are some other things going on, and these are some... By the way, Mike Lindell, speaking of him, he thanks Elon Musk. (laughs) Because Mike Lindell was reinstated on Twitter. I kid you not, folks. You can't make it up. (laughs) Oh, Elon, Elon, Elon. He's still a liberal, folks. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails. 
to Jeff at 1220.am. There are other thing, AM rather, that we're, we can talk about, including this leftist who was from Indiana, who was sentenced, this guy named Malik Fard Muhammad from Indianapolis, came to Oregon with his girlfriend and participated in the Portland riots. It's what's going unsaid here in the reporting that needs to be said and isn't happening on the part of the U.S. Department of Justice. It's called the conspiracy because this guy and his gal traveled all over the country participating in this. Who paid for that? Hmm? They're not asking that question because they don't want to ask the question, do they now? No, they don't. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. I want to thank Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being one of the sponsors of this show. He is a contractor. If you heard his interview with me a couple of Mondays ago, you know. He's a contractor with a heart to do the right thing, not just based on his faith, but based on having a desire for quality. Go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com. Check it out for yourself. You'll see. When we come back, a new poll showing Christine Drazen in the lead. Wow. Is it real or is it fake? Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes at the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line again at the bottom of the hour. Jenny McGuire joins us fighting the battle. For your kids, your grandkids, your neighbor's kids, for the culture, for the future of the nation, the Salem-Kaiser School District, who has gone far left woke. This is your opportunity to make a difference. Will you? I hope you do. I also hope you call Freedom Heating and Air. If you're not comfortable in your home or your business, because it's going to get really hot this weekend, folks. Sunday, they're talking 98. If you know right now today, I mean, yesterday was what, in the low 80s, 83, 84, something like that. If you did not have a good day yesterday, can you imagine how bad it's going to be Saturday and Sunday in the 90s? Call Freedom Heating and Air today. They'll come out and they'll fix what's broken or wrong or make your system work better. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair.net. Dale writes an email, or a text rather. Curious how manically the Greens cleave to their zero-carbon religion here, yet show not an iota of a care about carbon output in China India, Russia, 
In the end, it's not the climate. It's ceasing the means of production, according to Marx. That's the true core of it all. Amen, Dale. You hit the nail right on the head. I alluded to this poll. And thanks to Kathy, who sent this to me. Um, this is Oregon governor. Left or right, it's L-O-R polling. Left or right, apparently. I'm completely unaffiliated or uh, un unaware, not unaffiliated. Yeah, I, I don't know who these people are. Actually, I'm not doing any polling on this right now. Would love to. Don't know what the questions were. Haven't seen it anywhere in the news. Maybe one of you can find it. It's left or right polling. It says from June 10th through the 13th, 439 registered voters. Oopsies. That's the first red flag right there, folks. You see, you don't want to poll registered voters. You want to poll likely voters, people who have a history of voting. It shows Tina Kotek at 24%. It shows Christine Drazen at 33%. It shows Betsy Johnson at 20%. Again, for those of you who support Christine Drazen, I do not. I will not. She's a rhino. She's treacherous. She's a sellout for money which means if she did it in the legislature, she'll do it as governor, with Biden as president. Who knows which of your rights Christine Drazen is willing to give away for money from the Biden administration, just so she can look good. She's also not ready for prime, prime time. These poll numbers would change pretty dramatically after that first public debate, when both Tina and especially Betsy destroy her which is why she has adopted the Biden basement strategy. Her advisors are keeping her hidden. That's why she doesn't show up at these other events with the two other candidates. She's not only overshadowed, she's incapable of winning. Anyway, folks, Betsy at 20, Kotek at 24, Christine at 33%. Now, even if this were true, it ain't. It's a fake poll, folks. Even if it were true. Who is Betsy Johnson stealing more votes from? Hmm? Tina Kotek on the Democrat side, which has what? Democrats have almost 300,000 more registered voters in Oregon than Republicans. And independents which is the largest voting block at 1.1 million unaffiliated voters. Democrats slightly behind with a little over a million. And Republicans at 700,000. Who's Betsy taking more votes from? Well, it ain't rocket science to figure it out. It's from the Democrats. So if you are a Christine Drazen supporter... You should go to runbetsyrun.com and print off the petition so that she can be on the ballot in the fall. 
Let's go to Tim, who's on the line. Tim, good morning. Your thoughts? Uh, good morning. This is a little bit different. Since you're going to be talking about schools, I thought I would share this. I started working with Candelaria Elementary School in the sense I started landscaping it. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked awful when I'd walk by. Worked on it for about three months. And then for my birthday, a friend of mine... Uh, okay. Jimmy, Jimmy Foster... Uh-huh. He has Salem Health, and then my son helped me spread bark dust, and it's all done. So the front of the school, grade school, is all landscaped. So you That's can awesome. do a lot of things. You can do a lot of things and volunteer. And what was interesting is I got little notes from the students, and one of them was, "I like coming to school." That's awesome. Good for you. I guess the question would be, why do you have to do it? Why isn't the massive amount of money being thrown at K-12 education at the state and federal level? How come that isn't paying for that kind of outcome? Did the Supreme Court just tip its hand for a Friday drop of the Roe versus Wade decision? We'll see. Back in a moment with Jenny McGuire, Salem-Kaiser School District, how you can get involved. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour, and uh, we are waiting a connection with Jenny McGuire. Uh, and uh, while we're doing that, we'll uh, we'll do some other things. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Got uh, an email. Hi, Jenny. Is that you? It sure is. Yeah, wonderful. Folks, joining us is Jenny McGuire. Uh, spent 20 years with Salem-Kaiser School District. She is very involved in, well, trying to keep the Salem-Kaiser School District from becoming what it is becoming. And this is a great <laughs> opportunity for you to join with her and take a stand. Stand for the, take a stand for absolute goodness and quality in public education, Jenny. Thank you for 20 years. Uh, you resigned from Salem-Kaiser School District. Why? Uh, a number of reasons. Um, so I grew up in this district. I graduated from Salem-Kaiser, came right back to work here. So I've had about 40 years of experience as a student and then as a 20 years as a teacher. And my last nine is a behavior specialist. So that position focuses on school-wide discipline, behavior, behavior interventions and support systems, as well as truancy. Um, and I've always worked in the Title I schools, which are the, the highest needs schools in the town, um, low economic, um, social economic families, um, a lot of families that have um, some pretty incredible needs, um, a lot of kids that are coming out of uh, 
trauma-based situations. So when we went into COVID and our district moved to remote learning, I saw firsthand, I, I could see firsthand what the outcome of that would mean for the students that I serve. Um, so that was, that was my first concern were these decisions that were made where we were taking educational opportunities away from the students that need it most and the students least likely to recover from losing that opportunity in person at school. Um, and then it was the masking and then it was the vax <laughs> mandates, um, which myself, I, I wasn't going to play that game with something experimental. So ultimately that became uh, the tipping point for me that just confirmed the need to to step out this fall. Uh, but preceding that, our district uh, this, the past year had been um, really on the bandwagon with the CRT, um, all the anti-racism trainings, implicit bias trainings following the incident with George Floyd, our superintendent got superintendent of the year for the state um, because of her work with the um, CRT issues, um, anti-racism issues, as well as um, really pushing forward the transgender agenda. So those are two things for me that in somebody who's supporting school-wide discipline and um, behavior supports, where I realized we were moving towards this um, you know, lack of personal accountability, um, focus on um, labels and race, um, you know, oppressor, oppressed um, categories that was really taking away the opportunity for kids to learn from their actions, be accountable for their actions. Um, it was crippling the safety in our schools. And I just realized I couldn't be any longer a pawn in the system that was setting up kids for failure. Well, good for you for uh, taking a stand for your principles. We're talking with Jenny McGuire. As you've heard, she's taken a stand and you can help take a stand if you visit um, your website is skwestandtogether.com. Is that right? Correct. So um, when I spoke to the school board in December, um, at, promptly after resigning, um, it was funny because by putting myself out there as an educator who was shining a light on these issues in the, in the educational system um, that were critical to the success of our kids, people found me. And so I quickly was um, surrounded by a group of like-minded people, parents, um, ex-teachers, ex-administrators, community members who were on fire for, we've got to figure this out. We've got to advocate for our kids. Uh, we have to be a resource for parents who don't have a voice right now. And um, so uh, we joined together, uh, created a, a group. It was um, originally um, organized by Linda Farrington. And uh, the focus of our group, uh, SK for Salem Kaiser, we stand together, is really to bring about uh, transparency, hold the district accountable to transparency in their policies and their curriculum. Uh, we advocate for safety. And so through that, we, you know, we support um, the return of SROs in school. Uh, we are pushing back on the transgender policies that allow um, boys and girls, boys to use girls locker rooms and restrooms. Um, we're exposing the safety issues in our schools. Um, with the violence and behavior that's so rampant. Um, and we also advocate for school choice. So we are trying to work with learning pods and hubs, charters, privates, and homeschool organizations to grow those options um, locally so parents have a way to opt out. And we're also supporting uh, Donna Kreitzberg, who is right now um, collecting signatures for the school choice uh, constitutional amendments that she's written, which we hope to get on the ballot and be voting on in 2024. That's a lot. 
Jenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I mean, it is. And we need lot. help. We need that. And that's right now we're really working on educating the public. So we've done a lot of, we do monthly forums. We speak at all the board meetings. Um, we've been filing FOIAs to get information from the district to really try to like get the evidence, identify the issues. Um, we are uh, doing petitions and email campaigns. We've done rallies. Like we are doing all these things that we're really trying to just in, inform because parents are seeing little snippets here and there of things that concern them or they hear rumors. And so right now our job is really to, okay, here's, here's the fact behind that rumor. Here's the evidence for it. Here's what it looks like in your kid's particular school. Now join us, you know, in what capacity can you help us get the word out and grow the movement to put pressure on the district to start taking parents seriously again and, and to really pull back because they've taken the parents' rights to make decisions that are best for their kids. And they're, and they're, they're stealing that. And they're deciding for us what our kids should know or what they shouldn't know. And quite honestly, the academics are failing in this district. The bar keeps lowering. So we're also trying to push back on that and, and, and promote academic standards and, and high level of academic standards. Um, so our kids come out with an education they can do something with. Folks, we're talking with Jenny McGuire, Salem Kaiser, We Stand Together is her organization. And if you, by the way, I will have the link to SK We Stand Together, all one word, skwestandtogether.com. I'll have that link up on the podcast page here at kslm.news so that you can link up, you can contact, join their group. This is how, I mean, every one of you out there, you know the purpose of this radio show is one and one only. And that is to help you have persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world. This is one of the ways you can do that. The battle for the soul of this nation is in the schools, folks. This is how you can become active, even if you don't want to run for office. This is one way that you can support Jenny and her group and what they're doing. You can become involved. SKWeStandTogether.com. Sorry, so, so let me ask you. Um, since the shooting in Uvalde, is there any real serious movement at, at Salem Kaiser schools to try to harden their schools to protect their kids? <laughs> no, in fact, uh, we one of our board members, um, we have three board members that have um, really supported our efforts and they see the value in giving parent voice and allowing us the opportunity to um, discuss different ideas uh, with the district, with all voices at the table. Um, but one of them actually put it on the agenda um, for this last month, uh, for June, to speak about SROs. Um, they were canceled back in 2020. Their contract lapsed, and Superintendent Perry uh, chose not to renew that, and she made a public statement about it at the time as a response to George Floyd and the BOM movement that was hating on cops, um, and they will not add it to the agenda. So right now, it's not on the agenda. And the schools do, with the bond money, they have, you know, increased security measures in terms of having portals in the buildings now where there's double doors that, you know, an invader wouldn't be able to get through to get to the classrooms. Uh, We do have locked door policies. We have a a lot of good things in place. Um, However, we do not have first responders. We also don't have somebody that has a relationship with the students that would be able to, number one, be a deterrent. Number two, maybe make a relationship that makes a difference and 
prevents the thing from happening altogether, but number three, to read a situation and respond before it gets to that critical level. And we lost that. We used to have that. I used to work with SROs very closely when I was working in the Kaiser schools, um, and the Kaiser SROs were amazing. They were very responsive. They were very visible, and um, they worked a lot to provide wraparound services and supports for the, the students needing the most. Uh, so there's a lot that they do on the proactive end that uh, isn't being discussed by the district. It's not being addressed as an asset. And it's just simply something that right now they don't want to um, consider at all, um, partly through the demands of a particular um, advocacy group called Loose, um, which is, is saying that all, you know, all cops are racist and they're demanding that the superintendent um, not have them in schools and to use that money instead for uh, BIPOC services uh, for them. So unfortunately, as much as we're pressing and we will continue to press to make this part of the conversation, it currently is not. So you're doing a lot of things. What's the single most important need you have as a group right now that our listeners could maybe contact with you and help you with? We have a lot because they're really trying to grow. Um, so we have a very committed executive board team. Um, but, you know, that's <laughs> we're the five of us that are, are, are pushing and planning and organizing and um, putting on events. Um, but it's a lot. And so if we can get people to go to our website, there is a simple pop-up form they can fill out in order to get on our email list. And in that, they can say in what capacity they would like to or help us. So whether it's, you know, writing policies, whether it's um, email campaigns, uh, whether it's helping to organize events, um, going door to door and, and handing out um, information, you know, especially coming up voting season. Um, there's a lot of ways we can utilize people with different skills. So if they'll just go to our website and sign up or search us on Facebook, we have a public page and a private group that they could join and um, we'll very easily be able to access us and, and offer what they um, their skills are and how they'd be interested in. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Hey, thank you uh, to Jenny McGuire uh, for the incredible uh, opportunity that it was for us to talk with her. And we'll talk with her again. This battle is really just beginning. And, and this is a place where you can find a place for you to be engaged, to make a difference in your world, to take a stand, folks. Go to their website, skwestandtogether.com. SK stands for Salem Kaiser, we stand together.com. You can contact them, you can read their blog, you can donate, you can check out all of the events they're involved in. skwestandtogether.com. Make a difference, friends. This is one way, just one way you can do it. Linda from Albany writes me an email, says, I'm all for helping the so-called hard-working people of Oregon. I have yet to hear one bit of sympathy or the pain for people on fixed incomes. 
in this calamity that's hit our country. Yeah, you know, great point, Linda. Because you're not hearing it. Why, why, why aren't we here? Even the smoke and mirrors that we know is not real from disingenuous politicians, how come they're not even saying that? It's all about the working families. That's where the Democrats are losing the most. Now, Linda makes a great point, does she not? What about the retired people on fixed incomes? I can tell you, I hear my own mother complaining about it. She's 85. And justifiably so. Everything she's buying, including her rent, is dramatically higher. Gas, groceries, all of it. Now, this $600 stimulus payments is the headline in the Oregonian for low-income workers. For those Oregonians who claim the earned income tax credit for kids in 2020. Those who've lived in the state for the last six months of the 2020 year. Nothing about this goes to fixed income people. Nothing. Good point, Linda. They don't care. They're willing to accept temporary defeat, which is what's going to happen this fall. Assuming that you are engaged, friends, defeat at all levels including helping Jenny McGuire and Salem-Kaiser, we stand together, but helping in elections. Being a poll watcher so they can't slip stuff past you. Not that they would, but it's apparently happened. The Supreme Court may announce tomorrow because yesterday... They did something rare. They updated their schedule on the official website, and there's a link to it in this story. They just made the change. They're going to release opinions tomorrow on Friday. They have seven days left in this term to release serious opinions that have to do with freedom of speech, your Second Amendment rights, and, of course, Roe versus Wade. Now, the person who wrote this, by the way, this story is a uh, America First report. Who wrote it? By Michael Snyder. He said, if they release it on Friday, maybe they're thinking that there'll be less violent protests. No. This will just happen. There will be violent protests all weekend long. You can just rest assured, folks, it's going to happen. But he surmises, but at least the justices may have enough time to get out of town for the weekend before the streets around the Supreme Court building go absolutely bonkers. Yep. It's going to happen. 
By the way, the Senate's going to vote today in advancing the red flag gun laws and deal another death blow to due process and Second Amendment rights. It's a Robin, Michael Robin, Robeson rather, story on the Gateway Pundit. Friends, if you're thinking, you know, the real estate market is changing pretty dramatically, and it is, for a lot of reasons. You want to work with a real estate broker that is on at the top of their game, and that's Rebecca Donaldson, folks. There's a reason she won the best of the Willamette Valley. It's because she's really good at what she does. So if that intrigues you, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, why don't you call her? Reach out to Rebecca Donaldson at 503-269-0747. Or check out her website, Rebecca's Got Houses, all one word, Rebecca's Got Houses.com. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Polls, garbage in. Garbage out. Yeah. There, it, there, there is no doubt about that. But what was the purpose of releasing this poll, Jeff? Maybe to discourage people to sign the Betsy Johnson petition? Uh, you never know what they're up to. Well, you kind of do. There is no doubt about that. But the simple fact of the matter is uh, you know, and I, Brett Baird said that this morning, that polls cannot be trusted anymore because there's too much garbage information going in. And what do you get from that kind of poll? Garbage. Nothing you can rely on. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, that's um, so true. I mean, it, you know, the all the polls, right? Um in 2016 were wrong about Trump. That's why everybody was so surprised. And it really, it boils down to garbage in, garbage out. So, you know, I, I think you're, you're asking the right question. What are they really trying to achieve with this poll by releasing it? Yeah, and why did they conduct it in the first place? I mean, obviously, and who did they poll? And like you said, uh, you got to have likely voters, the ones that are going to vote, because then you get a true uh, feeling of how people are leaning. And so uh, there was definitely a purpose, Jeff. You and I both know it. Uh, and don't believe any of these crazy polls. Unless, of course, Jeff conducting it. He doesn't put, <laughs> because he, he doesn't put garbage in. Have a great day, Jeff. All right. Thank you, Art. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to go to Give, Send, Go and give some money. Oh, 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 oh